side joint Ooh, cold side joint Good morning, Amarin. How are you today? Good morning, Jesse. I am doing great because I'm so thrilled to be back here with you on Cold Side Join. Oh, listeners, this won't read the same to you, although you all have noticed because I'm getting some uh, concerned emails about it. We've uh, we've lost some time in getting season three out. Uh, we both just like had live life just came at us full throttle. And so we're getting back to it now. But we've we've missed each other. And we've missed doing cold side join. And we've had a little lapse in our recording time. So to you, this is only uh, episode two. And, and it's all week by week. It's but to us, same. it's been a large lapse. Um, it where yeah. we were just saying before we hopped on Amarin just moved into new house. It's fall in Idaho. It's still a burning hellscape here in, in the Ozarks. Certainly. Uh, but I'm sure everything's fine globally. <laughs> Probably sure no issues, fine. I would guess. We yeah. don't need to look into it at all. Um, <laughs> don't yeah. ask any doomsday cults about their opinion on this because they will have one. So <laughs> It will be a dual opinion, which goes, there's no such thing as global warming. We don't cause it. Uh, slash we are all going to die really soon. <laughs> Imminent demise. Imminent. Yeah. But mm-hmm. not from not from the fact that it's still blazing hot in October in no, the Midwest. No, unrelated. Totally unrelated phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, yeah. Yep. We appreciate your patience with us. Uh, we I do know that some of you have exercised patience because I have seen your messages um, on, on Facebook. Uh, so, yes, we are alive. It is shocking. I know. But... Jesse and I both do lead lives outside of this podcast. It is very important and very, you know, beneficial to our lives. But we're just one alas. person, you guys. We're just one person. Amber we're just and a I, person. Together, just, if you cut out the mental illness that both of us enjoy working right, with. Right down the middle. Mm-hmm. If you take that out of each of our brains and put the, the working parts of our brains together, we have exactly one whole healthy functioning person. A human being and is here. Yeah. That person doesn't get paid for this yet. So if you guys Not could yet. rate and review us, get your friends on board. Um, we're, we're getting a nice steady following and it's wonderful and we're having a blast. But listen, man, if we got paid, we could drop another job and then we could give you more content. I'll stop harping about it like I'm your mother now, but that's, it's fair. that's just it's how fair. the world works. Yeah. Your love is enough for me, but it is right. not enough for my landlord, it turns out. I did yeah. try. They were not interested. I told them I was a beloved community member. Um, uh-huh. But not, they said, really? And that was it. That was the end of that. So that was yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I used to, when I worked um, in strip clubs and I would be on stage and men would tell me I was beautiful. I was like, <laughs> cool. Can you, could you say it in cash? Yeah, I'm going to call city utilities and you tell them what you just said, because somebody's got to keep this heat on. <laughs> uh, See if that translates into currency. In rare, rare circumstances. Well, spoiler alert it never did for me i'm not that mm. pretty <laughs> same yeah not not yeah. utility bill pretty not no. yet <laughs> i god i can aspire for it but it's not right. arrived for me at this time well jesse you know as usual i'm excited to hop in totally blind just to remind our viewers since it has been a second for us and and i'll remind us both 
as well. Um, we're going to hop in totally blind uh, okay. from my end to mm-hmm. a group today, and I am going to parse it out with you, see what's going on, see if we join. Uh, <sighs> but I do not know. I have not even the slightest inkling of an idea what it's group true. we are going to talk about today. We haven't spoken in so long. I can't yeah. even surmise. I can't assume nothing. I am blank canvas. This is exciting. Um, and I love giving you the surprises. That's why I force myself not to tell you about it. Although I have told everyone who will listen to me about it because oh, good. I've been, <laughs> since I've been making the script and I haven't been able to discharge it, I've been steeping in this cult. So, <laughs> so uh, I've really made other people listen. Like I know that I watched their eyes glaze over and <laughs> several times. So all right, here we go. It's high <laughs> okay, time so, for a podcast. <laughs> so this one, I don't know. It's We're yet again coming to your neck of the woods, Amarin. It seems like every cult I cover is either in the Ozarks or in Idaho or both. And that's not because I have a predilection for those areas at all. It's just the, the land's cheap and mm-hmm. hard to... It's not that accessible by cops, I think, is the two things we have in common here. Um, so true. Yeah. So so it's this one. You might know the name of it because it's a lot thick in your neck of the woods um Mm. but i don't even know if i'm giving you any hints because it's an it's an obscure title for their cult all right um okay the first thing i'm gonna do is rather than give you hints because again i I don't think this is such a guessable name i'm gonna tell you a couple of stories of people involved in this group okay all right so get ready i've got three different people i'm gonna feature people number one and these uh backgrounds are just literally coming from wikipedia i didn't do deep dives on them because they're just they're just surface examples of which there are thousands of people involved in this group okay Okay. now i'm intrigued that was interesting eyebrows are up (laughs) all right here we go uh in may of 2010 police killed two suspects 45 year old jerry r kane and his 16 year old son joseph t kane the two were later identified as members of I'm not telling you yet. Um, They were running drugs. Their vehicle did not have a legal license plate, which is a major marker of members of this group. Um, They did not have a legal driver's license and their van was not properly registered. Also a major uh, tenant of this group. Um, He was carrying a brick of marijuana and he had two arrest warrants because he doesn't recognize the government. Therefore, he does not recognize arrest warrants. Again, all heavy hints for what this group is. Um, The cops attempted to frisk the father and son team and the father and son team came out with an AK-47. Long story short, they shot. um, Let me see here. I'm going to read you the thing. Rammed, so the cops rammed the suspect's vehicle because there was one cop still in the car, preventing their escape and saving the lives of two other officers. Um, Officer Neal exchanged fire with the Canes through his windshield using his patrol rifle, killing Jerry Kane and wounding his son before exiting his vehicle and continuing the gun battle. Um, so both men were shot to death by the cops, but not until they too had killed other officers. Um, ultimately, uh, let's see here. Oh, but uh, before so both of these men were stopped because they had an illegal tag on their car, like their car okay. wasn't legally registered, which is how these people always get stopped. Because, as I said before, they won't wear their they won't legalize their vehicles. It's part of their thing. Hysterical. Um, so, <laughs> it's their, it's what a their choice jam. they're making. Okay. Yeah. 
surprise, this is mostly a male-oriented movement. No. Um, and guess the complexion of most of the males in this movement. I couldn't, Jesse. It's I pale. Couldn't. They need a lot of SPF. <laughs> pale boys. Sunscreen pale. babies. The pale boys. The Again, pale to, the, <laughs> to the proud boys who are in Ooh. prison as of now. Ha ha, leader of the proud boys. What do you get, 16 years? I think so. I think yeah. 16. That's a long time. Yeah, suck a dick, dude. For reals. Shouldn't have done it. Shouldn't have done anything. Mm-hmm. Hope you're proud of yourselves. <laughs> so these are the pale boys is what I'm going to call them. So I love until that. We get to so the we've identified cult. the group. No. The pale boys. <laughs> the pale boys. Got it. They would probably love it and go with it. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, it, when they pulled them over, uh, they immediately announced their affiliation with this group, which is how they roll. Uh, and that is always a tip off to cops that this is going to be an unpleasant uh, interaction. Uh, it turns out that uh, the father, you know, the son was 16. The son just... You know, when you're 16, you know what your dad taught you, especially if you don't go to public schools because your dad's oh, an adult. Yeah. So no shade on this poor kid who lost his life to this shit. But um, he and his father believed that they were being, quote, enslaved by a judge who had sentenced him to six days of community service. Six days of community service? Enslaved. You know how... You know how the pale boys really get up in some enslavement ideology. This it's is one of their favorite things to complain about. Weak behavior. Mm-hmm. That's that. Some people do that for fun and free community service, volunteering. It's mm-hmm. not that big of a deal. It's just like less than a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of these things are true. Yeah, it was, yeah. A lot of people just do it because they're nice people. But some of us just people. care about our communities. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that guy. So this man and his son ultimately died. They also ultimately killed officers as well. Uh, and his girlfriend was also a member of this group. His girlfriend was also notorious in Florida. For, <laughs> I'm not kidding. The news headline starts Florida woman. Uh-oh. You know, because it's always a Florida man. Yep. But it's Florida woman. always. Yes, she was notorious for being in a protracted legal battle with her county of residence because she refused to pay a $20 dog licensing fee, which also ended in a standoff. (laughs) $20 licensing fee. Not on Mm. her watch. Nope. No. So that is one example of people in this group. Here's another one. This person is not of the pale persuasion. This person is a part of what's called a Moorish chapter of this group. Moorish. Uh, people are, it's a different group that we'll probably cover at length. But um, so this group overall is white, white, white. But there is a Moorish section of this group, which is uh, mostly African-American people. And they uh, have the same ideology, except that they believe that they have inherent rights to the land because of some native treaties in the long past. So um, this person is an African-American man. Uh, let me see here. Da, da, da. Gavin Eugene Long shot six police officers in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, mm. in an ambush attack. Four died. Two were hospitalized. Um, he had been a soldier. He had gotten out of his deployment and come back and 
sought therapy, said that he thought he had PTSD. The therapists uh, disagreed with him having come back from active contact combat. They did not think that he had PTSD. I think that um, unlike the pale people in this, his beef with the government was mostly how the cops treat black people. And in fact, his, his attack was inspired by the man in Dallas who was snipering off uh, police officers, who was a black man as well. Um, for, for the same reason, they were both justifiably angry. I am not suggesting it's justifiable to go out and shoot people. Right. Don't conflate that no. people, but justifiably angry about um, the dis- disparate treatment of African-Americans by the police. So this man who had gone on a shooting spree in Dallas inspired Gavin Eugene Long to go on his own shooting spree. But Gavin Eugene mm-hmm. Long, unlike the other man, was also a part of this um, group that we're going to talk about. I see. Um, <clears throat> And so uh, because of that, I actually had quite a long history with being exposed to uh, the legal system to because he's also rolling around with no driver's license and suing the government for every misstep he perceives and like doing all these nutty things. So he had quite a bit of exposure to the legal system uh, because he was a soldier. He had a lot of exposure to like um, therapists trying to determine whether he had PTSD, whether so like all of these people failed him. He wasn't even diagnosed with PTSD, which is effing ridiculous. I don't even, I'm not a therapist, but you saw active combat. I'm going to assume that was stressful. Yeah. I would have to guess, you know, I have been diagnosed with PTSD and I've never seen active combat. So I've got to assume it's likely it's possible. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just before this attack, um, he was identified as, quote, a black separatist by a law enforcement official. Um, the police said that he displayed hallmarks of being a, quote, disgruntled, paranoid loner, which might be a sign you could put over my door. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I feel you, sure. buddy, <laughs> with a narcissistic and grandiose personality. Oh, it, also over my door. The whole thing. <laughs> I get it. Put it all up there. Put it all up there. <laughs> Social media posts indicate that he was an active member of the anti-government uh, new freedom group is this like all of this overriding cult that we're going to talk about has little off branches all with their own little club names. So mm. that was the part uh, that he was into. According to CNN, a card was found on Long's body suggesting he was a member of the Washita Nation, a group of African-Americans associated with bleep. He claimed his nationality was United Washita and expressed his support for the Moorish Science Temple of America. Um, so that's that's, again, what we were talking about, because he is a minority in a mostly white group. So they usually mm-hmm. distinguish themselves as this particular chapter. Um, do, do, do. So he, anyway, he just had a long history of exposure to people who should have absolutely stopped this a long time ago. I, I got more into his story because it just seemed like he he didn't have to end this way. And it seemed like people just brushed him off. And I can't help but wonder if that's because he was exactly right and he was um you know uh, visibly a minority and people didn't give him the weight that because he was saying i have some mental health issues i need help and they were like mm, you right. seem fine no um mm-hmm. you know so i feel like I feel it like- is tough when someone literally is telling you i would like and need help now please and yes. you say no and then maybe they do something And then you're like, could we have seen this coming? The answer is yes. It was when they asked for help. This happens a shockingly frequent amount of times. We hate to see it. Yeah. 
or when he wrote and mailed out his manifesto. A manifesto is what Pretty we call clear. a big red flag. That is honestly, I don't even know if that is red flag territory. Manifesto is so bad. It is like the whole fort, you know, no, like, it it's it's like, like whatever you put the red flag on, it's the whole stop. thing built, constructed. It's full done. Stop. If your yeah. man pulls out a manifest, if any of your mans pull out a manifesto, you need it's to done. sit them down. You need to get them a cup of hibiscus tea and you need to talk with them calmly just about what's going on in their lives because it's gone too far. Or I think. I think get them a cup of hibiscus tea, but line it with like a tranquilizer and then get the see, fuck out. Take your smarter. three favorite pair of underwear. Get the fuck out. Yeah. What I see, think. tactical, tactically smarter maneuver. I think yeah. what you if presented. If you encounter a person in your life with a manifesto, you in danger, girl. Nah, I was a little too forward with it. I don't know. It depends on the prox. It, it's all contextual, friends, but I think default to Jesse's suggestion. Do you know how much time it takes to write a manifesto? With a manifesto writer. Yeah. I don't journal I don't, the way I, I don't should. <laughs> yeah, Emerson's like, yeah, hang on. I, I, I know everything about it. No, I don't. Uh, yeah, no, I, I would like, that's such a good point. I genuinely, I am, have committed to writing morning pages in order to get my artist's brain to be straight. And yeah. let me tell you something. It is like I am asking myself to hit my hand with a hammer mm -hmm. every morning. That mm -hmm. is how I act like it is. So, no, I could not write a manifesto. It could not happen. No. Maybe in seventh grade. Some would argue that's a mark for your sanity. So, congratulations. I believe many would, including both of us. But this guy <laughs> not passing that particular test, that's sad. I'm no, sorry so for him. I do believe he may be a victim of the system. I think that he was. And I think like, you know, my point in, in bringing up the manifesto, even though <laughs> manifestos create chuckling in me. But listen, for real, uh, you can't say there weren't signs. Right. So it is frustrating to me that this person, you know, but then yet again, all these other people who are also members of this group and are uh, in need of more SPF. These people are all very vocal, too. But they like this person, this separatist was saying, I need help i am i am gonna do something unhealthy and people were like mm, you seem fine i'm not writing you a check you can't have a dollar the the whiteies in this situation are also being very vocal they're not in any of the scenarios i've read i'm sure it happens but uh they're not asking for help but they're being very vocal and going like i don't have to obey any laws and i'm heavily armed and i have booby traps and the cops are just like all right well you seem mighty white so it sounds good like all of these people are being very out with their no, nobody in this group is uh, secretive about it. Subtlety is not an art that they practice. So it does not sound it does not sound to be the case. Yeah, especially with the whole pulling them over and immediately announcing their allegiance from the sounds of it, which is the, the first thing that duo. they do. And we'll get mm -hmm. to that. Yeah. So, you know, and all of these people are visibly armed. And that's the first thing they'll tell you about themselves because they're very cool. excited about it. Um, cool. Yeah. So anyway, those are two just kind of I kind of picked two people of very different backgrounds, but uh, under the same umbrella of ideology to tell a few stories. I'm going to tell you one more and then I'll tell you about the group itself. This is a story about a man that I bet you could guess his name. Uh, many people have called him the welfare cowboy. He is a wealthy land and ranch owner in the Idaho area. He is a bag of dicks. He is an enemy of turtles. And yes, you already know. I might. I keep he, going. 
He famously had a very well televised arm standoff with the feds because he decided that he should let his thousands of cattle graze on national land. Not you understand, y'all, if you're listening to this, you probably know what this is. You live in our country. (laughs) That land is your land. This Woody Guthrie wrote a song about it. This land is your land. This land is my land. I'll tell you whose land this isn't, Jesse. Or it's not. It's about to not be. Yeah. Go ahead. What's his name? Ammon Bundy. And Cliven, his douchebag of a dad. Yep. Important inclusion. The two of these dumbs. Yeah. So they think the song goes, this land is my land. This 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 land land is is cow's land. land. (laughs) This mine all the way across. It's mine, 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 mine. Woody Guthrie would be turning over in his grave. Um, And he is. He is. And his son Arlo, probably too high to notice. But Woody wouldn't like it. No, I'm against it. Yeah. So if you guys aren't familiar with this bag of dicks and enemy of turtles, I'm going to run it through for you. I'm going to talk fast because I've got a lot of pages printed about them, but I'm not going to read them all. The 2014 Bundy standoff was an armed confrontation between supporters of cattle rancher Clive and Bundy and law enforcement following a 21 year legal dispute in which the United States Bureau of Land Management, referred to as BLM, which is confusing because we all think of that as Black Lives Matter, but it's the Bureau of Land Management, obtained court orders directing Bundy to pay over $1 million in withheld grazing fees for Bundy's use of federally owned land adjacent to Bundy's ranch in southeastern Nevada. Um, So basically, the long story short of this is that, first of all, he was on fucking nationally owned land and his fucking grandpappy who stole their fucking land in the first place because if you live in America you and and you're real proud of your roots of, of people going all the way back to homesteading days, I understand being proud of your roots. I really do. And that's a hard life. And I appreciate the hard scrabbleness of it. But you stole the fucking land. So here mm-hmm. we are in the 90s. And they were like, you've grazed this national land for a fucking century. You're depleting the the rest of the resources that we have left in the world. You're mm-hmm. eroding the soil. And by the way, now endangered turtles live on this land and we have yep. to protect them. So you're done grazing here. Feed your own fucking cattle that you bought that you make money off of. Yep. And this dude was like, no, I've been here since my grandpappy. I'm going to keep stealing everybody else's resources. But to be oh, clear, yeah. he doesn't think it's everybody's land. He thinks he has a right to it because literally his grandpappy stole it fair and square. Yeah, so for, that's true. Yeah. So, uh, man, I wish we had a million years because I have all this interesting info on him and it just like it goes on and on and on. But for 21 years, the government was like, you can't do this. And this dude was like, fuck you. I'll do whatever I want. For 21 years, he kept grazing on this land. He didn't show up to court orders. He never paid a penny in fines. He just kept stealing from the American people. He kept obliterating endangered turtles, which fucking matters. And it does he matter. Kept, he kept feeling great about himself. And guess why he got to do that? Partly because he needs a lot of SPF, but also because he's rich as fuck, right? He's a yep. fucking loaded oh, yeah. landowner. And that's, you know, I, I've, one of the major questions I've always asked myself and I've tried to pay attention to society to find the answer is which is, which trumps which in the American justice system? Is it, uh, which is, which goes over the other being rich or being white? 
um, mm. if you're in the justice system, right? So if you're, if you're, uh, a person of color, but you're super rich, you can still win your case mm-hmm. is what I've seen. I'm basing a lot of this on OJ, um, yeah. who definitely stabbed his wife. So mm. it seems we're, pretty dang likely. I hate I mean, to I'm, burst a bubble. Among the, the trail of blood, notwithstanding, I'm, I'm basing that on the book he wrote about it. So, um, yeah, you know, but but a person of color who has unlimited resources can still win in the justice system and in the a lot of the court of public opinion has been what I've observed as a person who's always asking this question. Whereas uh, a white person who has no money, no no stature, can still lose, lose, lose. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and how do I know that? Well, because I live in the Ozarks, surrounded yeah. by poor white people. Right, and I see them lose, lose, lose. Um. Anyway, I'll say all that to say he was both rich and white. So nobody, 21 years. Did you hear about the poor white people and the African-American, both of whom got totally gunned down by the cops? Again, they should have been. They were shooting at cops. But but right. nonetheless, both of them also clearly needed help before this and didn't get it and didn't get stopped and get, didn't get addressed and nobody fucking talked them down, right? They're right. all dead. They're all dead. This dude, 21 years he continued mm. to graze his cattle and several times, several times the uh, BLM uh, like suited up, right? Put a whole bunch of money and resources into it, made a plan, went out to remove his fucking cattle from grazing on public mm. land. Mm. And he came out with his friends and his neighbors and their fucking guns and aimed them at officers and the officers backed down over and over and over again. So. This dickbag, some of his uh, friends got sentenced to prison, but guess what? He never did. Mm-hmm. He never did. His case got dismissed. So uh, it makes me mad on so many levels. It makes me mad when people are unable to share. It makes me mad when people think that they have a right to what should be shared resources. It makes me mad mm-hmm. when you extinct turtles. I just oh, don't yeah. like any of it. But I especially don't like it when it teaches all his other, you know, rich, pale buddies who who didn't need the lesson they already had it that they can get away with anything so another happy reminder Ammon Bundy is a domestic terrorist and he wreaks havoc on all of us one time I live in Idaho for those listeners Mm -hmm. who don't know one time when I lived in a slightly different spot near the children's hospital they had to lock down the children's hospital I think I've shared this before because um he they thought that there might be a bomb threat um, because his followers were outside the building blocking off entrance, even for ambulances transporting children that needed emergency care. Um, so just think about that and think about the fact that this guy genuinely doesn't care about his community, doesn't care about kids um, that may need emergency medical help and is more concerned about his political stance and displaying that um, than he is anything else. Keep in mind that I'm in Boise, which is the primary facility um, area for medical care, which means the most serious cases are probably coming to this children's hospital. Um, I did hear about at least one child who is having a, an asthmatic attack and could not make it to the hospital. They did make it, thank goodness. Um, but no thanks to Ammon Bundy. So if you want to know where vitriol comes towards him, it's the way that he chooses. It's not the fact that he feels that he has all these rights that we may or may not agree with. It's the fact that he has to trample all over other people's rights and lives in order to make his silly little arrogant point about it. And that is why ugh, I just can't stand the man. Can't stand that kind of ideology. 
crosses a yeah. line for me. Yeah. Bundy family of, of these two individuals, you trash. You're trash. The rest of you guys probably reclaim the great. name. Well, probably yeah, take great. Take it back. Make take it, it better. Back. You know, make headlines. Come on, guys. Let's, you're, <laughs> let's change you're the, really let's change the side. Yeah. Things need to change. <laughs> so that takes us to, and I would say that arrogance, which is something you just described to these two losers, um, would probably be the fundamental descriptor for this entire group. So are you ready for the name of the group or can you guess it? I can't guess it. Uh, this is a hard one. I have, I definitely obviously know some things about some people involved, but I don't know what the name of this group would be. And it you sounds like they're in Missouri them. and Idaho. Of course they are. Oh, crazy. Okay. At <laughs> first I thought you were thinking it was one of the two places. I didn't realize it was a bingo card of both. Woo. Oh, okay. I'm excited. And, and drum roll, please. What organization are we speaking of today? Hang on. I just, you unintentionally did some future alluding here because I in fact have a bingo card for <gasps> this cult group that the cops keep with them because they think it's funny. And no. they're right, actually. I hate to side with cops, Call but it's funny. that foreshadowing. I love it. That's <laughs> we'll a little... We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. A little fun. Uh, okay. Here we are. Uh, usually, I don't bury the lead this much, but here is the name of this group. This group is called the Sovereign Citizen Movement. The Sovereign Citizen... I love it. I do know a bit about the Sovereign mm-hmm. Citizen Movement. I did yeah. grow up in Suomo, Southwest Missouri, for those unfamiliar. And, uh, you know... I have my share of experience with the army fatigue store, you know, that's okay. <laughs> army surplus. This, these are the people who keep it open. Now they there do. is, and if you take five fingers of one hand and your five fingers of the other hand and lay them over each other, yeah. just, just separate, you know, the overlap by about half an inch. And that's how much overlap there is between the Aryan nation movement and the sovereign mm. citizen movement, Ugh. which is why they're so keen on Idaho and Southern Missouri. Right. Gosh. Um, wow. Yeah. What a disturbing coincidence. <laughs> Pretty predictable. The sovereign citizen yep. movement was, in fact, started out by none other than the same dick face who started Christian identity. Oh, and it all comes back around. He, wow. There's what? honestly something reassuring about the fact that this evil in the world is sort of concentrated to a sprouting like bad batch. This particular right. evil. That makes me feel true. slightly better, actually, if I feel like and I'm not I'm not being facetious. I'm serious. Yeah. You know, sometimes it feels like there's a lot of pervasive evil in the world, you know, but it's all and the same like, assholes. Yeah, I feel like I, I definitely think there's a lot of uniquely different assholes doing unique evils out there. I'm I'm sad to say it, uh, but I think that maybe some of them are coming from the same areas. We should maybe oh, just close is- down those areas Idaho we might have Missouri. to evacuate yeah we're not gonna be we're gonna be totally displaced uh but it might be for the best of everybody I don't I'll know. meet you in Colorado I think that's about our halfway point I think we gotta go straight <laughs> Colorado you're right yeah listen that's where all the Patagonia stuff is so I'm not y'all if, if you don't hear from us the regroup point for Coltside join and the, and the whole family mm-hmm. it's in Colorado that's a mm-hmm. big state figure it out find your seekers out. style Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. You'll know us by our North Face jackets. <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll see us with our beanies and our uh, LL Bean boots. You'll oh, know. We're going to be so hip. I love LL Bean boots. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So let's get into the sovereign citizens. So, yeah, it is important to say that they were founded by the same man who founded Christian Identity, which is just, okay. yeah. I had it is actually encouraging to me that that is all just one little pot of fuckery rather than like a whole bunch everywhere. Thank you for making me feel better about that. Um, 
Yeah. So again, I'm going to read to you just straight from the old Wikipedia. And that is not my, I mostly got my information on this. I'm going to be reading from both Wikipedia and the Southern Poverty Law Center, which when, if I'm talking about a cult, I actually wouldn't join. I'm mostly sourcing from the Southern Poverty Law Center because they're the ones that always look into these like really asshole groups that you want to keep an eye on. So Mm -hmm. here we go. I'm just going to read you some stuff. I'm going to get through it. The Sovereign Citizen Movement is a loose grouping of litigants they're they're really into they're very litigious they sue over everything it's a fascinating it's so weird a loose group of litigants activists tax protesters financial scheme promoters and conspiracy theorists who adhere to pseudo legal concepts uh they claim to be answerable only to their particular interpretations of the common law and believe that they are therefore not subject to any government statuses or proceedings Um, The movement, which appeared in the early 1970s, is American in origin and exists primarily in the United States. When they say it appeared in the 70s, it bloomed in the 70s. It actually started much earlier than that. Um, Got big in Canada in the 2000s. The FBI describes the sovereign citizens as anti-government extremists who believe that even though they physically reside in this country, they are separate or sovereign from the United States. And that's a really accurate uh, little little. Um, smallening of what they are—a smallening makes it a smallening. I like that. <laughs> Very sweet. <laughs> um, pseudo law uh, adherents to this ideology believe that courts have no juris- jurisdiction over people that y- that the use of certain procedures, such as writing specific phrases on bills they do not want to pay. And loopholes can make one immune from government laws and regulations. They also regard most forms of taxation as illegitimate and re- reject the use of such things as social security numbers, driver's licenses, and vehicle legislation. Legislation. Okay. Regis- legislation. Yes. No, <laughs> I like yours better. Thank um, you. It's like licensing and registration all in one. I'm here for my legislation. Mm-hmm. I'd like to legislate all at once, please. Thank you. Actually, that's exactly the kind of word these people would come up with. They, um, oh, one I of like the things that, unfortunately, that's a plus uh- <laughs> for me. I do like funky word creation. It's the only plus you're probably going to get the whole episode, but I got to be, I have to be fair, listeners. Yeah, listen, must be fair. <laughs> you're going to change your mind on this because it's one of their biggest tactics for terrorism. Um- oh, no. <laughs> well, foreshadowing again, but this time in a way I don't like. Foot Sorry, in man. Sorry. Yep, it- that's fine. <laughs> Well, we're we're gonna get famous for that, I'm sure. So I'm not worried <laughs> well, about it. Well, 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 yeah. A few <laughs> notes on that for at the end of the episode. Please stay tuned. Just kidding. Yes. <laughs> um, so they argue the concept of individual sovereignty in opposition to the idea of federal citizens, who they say have unknowingly forfeited their rights by accepting some aspect of federal law. Uh, can be traced back to American far right groups like the Posse Comitatus and the Constitutionalist Wing of the Militia Movement. Um, it is stated here, and I think this is important to note, the majority of sovereign citizens are not violent. Um, I mm. would say the majority of sovereign citizens are assholes. Um, yeah. And that's not just me picking on their ideology, which is a kind of a, a dicky me first kind of ideology. Um, sure. I mean that they're assholes because if you go out into the podcast universe and search up sovereign citizens, what you'll find is tons and tons and tons of individual podcast episodes about this or that sovereign citizen. Because one of the things they're most famous for is squatting in your fucking house until they drive you out of it. Um, so 
I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna, interesting. Yeah, I'm going to pause right here and just this is something I've been thinking about that isn't in my stuff that I wrote down. But yeah, when you think about the American spectrum, political spectrum of left and right, right? Yeah, it isn't it isn't a straight line with left on the on the far end of one side and right on the far end of the other side. It's a circle, um, and right like a, like a, a wedding ring, and the left and the right meet at the other end, right? They diverge on one end and they end up on the other, on the opposite end meeting up again. Because when you get to a certain level of extreme, you bump into the extreme people on the other side, right? Mm, But which is how like my Jesus freak hippie church that I grew up in, like literally intermarried with fucking Nazis, right? Because because we were all like radical to the point of we all had to have guns and the world was going to end and we couldn't use our social security numbers and <laughs> yeah. you know shit like that. So yeah. you can if you go to the extreme on the left or the right, you're going to bump into the people who are almost identical to you um, mm-hmm. from the other side. So I say that to say what's interesting to me personally as a person reading this is that when I read about sovereign citizens, um, they seem like dicks and I don't like them. However a group of people who I've spent a lot of time with and who I like a lot are radical anarchist activists Um, and radical anarchist activists wear t-shirts with pictures of like, you know, a bolt cutter and a chain being broken. And it says rent is theft. And, you know, like they're the, one of their biggest things is squatting. They, one of the biggest things that like full blown young anarchists do is squat buildings and like create uh you know community i did this i personally physically with my hands did this not only did i squat in buildings but when i was living on the east coast but i i uh helped other anarchist collectives um take over empty lots in inner city places and plant them into gardens so that the people in the neighborhood had a garden yeah it's wonderful Mm. not our property not no. actually our right to do. I did. We didn't even ask because the point of an anarchist is to not ask. Right. This is land. Right. Anarchists don't food ask. here. Fuck anybody that has a different opinion about that. Right. Yes. Uh, so I feel great about that. It's uh, something I'm proud of. It was beautiful. I like nothing bad came from that. Um, when anarchists squat in buildings, um, they they too could expound for hours about why they have the right to be there and why rent is theft and blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, but when you go to them and say like, well, now we're evicting you because you don't own this building. They're like, all right, well, that was fun. On to the next thing, right? Also, they don't say like smear the walls with their own shit or, you know, like right. fuck up the property just to be an asshole. Like they generally don't do that. And if they are doing that, then I don't vibe with them. I don't think that's nice. Um, but I I just think it's interesting because I, a person, you know, I want to always check myself and go, is what's good for the goose good for the gander? If I don't like something the right is doing, would I be okay with it if the left was doing it? Right. So I look at these sovereign citizens who are like, the government can't control me. I should have all of these human rights that I think are mine. And I I think these people act like assholes. But if I saw my anarchist friends espousing the same ideas, which I certainly do for, you know, slightly different wording. Um, yeah. Do I think it's cool? And my answer is generally yes. But I what I found is that when people are are saying almost the same thing, but doing it with kindness and thoughts of others, like we're making a community garden that we're not even eating from. It's for the people right. who live in this neighborhood, as opposed to I'm grazing my cattle on this lot that I found and fuck everybody right. else and their cattle. Right. Like those are two such it's the same ideology of like freedom and human rights. 
which extend beyond like property lines, right? Mm-hmm. Which I believe in. Um, but one does it for other people and one does it for themselves. Yes. And so yeah, my, absolutely. My, what my reading of Sovereign Citizen is that it is always, always self-motivated. Um, and so that's just such an interesting little dichotomy between two groups who are doing the same thing and have the same ideology in a lot of ways, but who view it and enact it in such dramatically different ways. So, all right, back to the main story, sovereign citizens, as I was saying, Mm -hmm. putting on my, putting on my readers, I'm getting into it here. Okay. Yes. Um, (laughs) Many sovereign citizens have been found guilty of offenses such as tax evasion, hostile possession, forgery. So hostile possession is when you, they'll, what they do is they answer roommate ads and then they move into your house and then they barricade the door and then they do things that are so horrible that you f- eventually find your house unlivable. Like they fill your kitchen with rotten meat over and over again or they blare oh. loud music. Yes. No. Yeah. My goodness. That's metal. <laughs> right. The, right. Rotten meat is not a not a light going. No, in. that's what it's <laughs> not. It's not a small thing. Right. Until you find your space so unlivable, you leave your own home which is a drastic step. But even when, when, so when the, you obviously call the cops at some point and say like, Hey, this person has moved into my house. They're ruining everything. I want them out. And the cop, but they don't act crazy till they've been there for a certain amount of time. And they've had mail sent there and they have like some legal, like squatters claim to it. And then when the cops get there, the person goes, I'm a sovereign citizen. I have a right to be here. Here's all the little legal loopholes that I have to claim a right to be in this space. And the cops look at the property owner every time and they go, you're fucked. This person wow. can stay here for years and, and just make a bunch of court filings and just like bury you in paperwork and lawyer fees and never leave your house because they'll get continuances and then we can't physically throw them out as long as they're doing this. So that's a very common sovereign citizen move. Okay. I see. Um, other people affiliated with them, Terry Nichols, one of the perpetrators of the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing, subscribed to a variation of sovereign citizen ideology um representatives of u.s law enforcement uh rank the risk of terrorism from sovereign citizen movement higher than the risk of any other group including islamic extremists militias racist skinheads neo-nazis and radical environmentalists Hmm. wow yeah um let's see the sovereign citizen movement comes from the crossroads of the modern american tax protester phenomenon of the radical and racist anti-government movements of the 1960s and 70s and of pseudo law which has existed in the united states since at least the 1950s the belief in the illegitimacy of federal income tax gradually expanded to challenge the legitimacy of the government altogether the concept of a sovereign citizen whose rights are being unfairly denied originated in 1971 in the posse comitatus movement as a teaching of christian identity minister william potter gale after originating in that particular group, the sovereign citizen concept went on to influence the broader tax protester and Christian patriot movements. So now you see almost everybody who is involved in, say, QAnon would describe themselves as a sovereign citizen. There's separate groups, but again, there's almost there's probably 90 percent overlap. Right. Okay. Like the ones who Massive. wouldn't consider themselves as sovereign citizens are the ones who haven't looked up the term yet. OK, got it. Got it. Um, Yes, garnered more support in the American farm crisis of the late 1970s and 80s, because as we know, anytime there's like a whole lot of economic stability, that's when people start clinging to more like radical ideologies that might make them feel empowered 
where they felt less empowered before. So right. people who cling to sovereign citizen movement are people who, by definition, felt no power previously because because they're literally going, uh, I'm you can't tell me what to do, America. I don't have to stop at the stop sign. <laughs> like Exactly. I'll be the decider. I'm the boss of me. I, um, oh. I have a I want to ask I want to raise my hand for a yeah, quick yeah, question mm-hmm. quick question yeah. so I I am wondering and I'll explain why but first I would love your answer are there just with the with the pushback on like organization governmental overreach the whole nine coming from this mm-hmm. group are there groups are there uh, it's not even groups it would be like nuclear little breakoffs of families basically that are probably part of this group or would consider themselves a part of this group that aren't like actively participate like i don't actively participating in group activities like yes okay yeah i'm almost thinking the word is like disparate like they're just like spread out disparate it would be a good word okay okay i'm i'm wondering because i think that i honestly had a neighbor that was a part of this group who followed all of these things but never actually was like you know like didn't do the license on the car didn't have a driver's license no seatbelts ever just like and it was was almost like it was almost just like if you were told to do something they was opposite even if it didn't make sense or it wasn't good for you it was just like well f the government i don't care the opposite and To a disturbing extent at times. That's, that's um, the definition of this movement. F the that's government, what, so that's I don't kind of care, what I was the wondering. opposite. Yeah, and it's interesting because like, I don't know that he would tell you or that his family would tell you that they were associated with any group, but it sounds like literally like you're saying 90%, if not 100% overlap in terms of like practicing these actual things um, versus... I don't know. It's weird because a lot of groups that we've talked about in the past, the reason I'm asking this specifically is a lot of groups we talked about in the past rely on a togetherness that's not just like mental, but like physical. And they all are getting together and gathering, like the rainbow movement, right? They are the rainbow family. They are getting together in person. That's a big part of what's going on is that. Um, And obviously that element is present within this group. But it's interesting because it seems like the ideology maybe outshines the actual togetherness a little bit more in this Family. I would say this. I would say that your your um, bringing up of the rainbow family is spot on. I would call okay. this like the upside down version of the rainbow family because I think it. actually the structure is nearly identical. Um, I myself am in lots of online rainbow groups, right? So mm-hmm. we're always going like, oh, I live in this town. I'm going to have a potluck. Anybody who's a rainbow is welcome to come. You know, like, hey, when's the next right. gathering? When's the next regional you know, just it's so we have a loose affiliation, but we only get together, you know, so would I call myself a part of the rainbow? Maybe, maybe not. Probably depends on how many gatherings I actually drove to. Um, right. So maybe sometimes yes, sometimes no. But um, but d- do I ascribe to the ideology enough that I am in dialogue with these people and hearing their thoughts and considering meeting up with them? Yes. Right. Certainly. D- does some of that ideology influence my my thinking and decision making? Sure, it does, because I sure. am involved enough to have that ideology in my head. These people take this more seriously. The rainbow is a nice thing. This is like we all have to have our guns. So they're yeah. they're more tied in than than I am to the rainbow. But but your your characterization of them is a good example, because the way that the rainbow, yes, meets physically, but 
uh, you know, a national rainbow gathering only happens for two weeks out of every year. Right. So exactly. the rest of the time, we are all just in little potlucks or regional gatherings. Mm-hmm. Right. It's very similar to sovereign citizens. So do they get together? Yes. When they get yeah. together, is it much more explosive and problematic? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, like I have much more of a, a, a thorough feeling of being a rainbow if I'm at a national gathering than I do while I'm on this podcast in my closet with you. Right. right. Absolutely. So, same. Same for them. So are they disparate? Yes. Um, and I had characterized them earlier as feeling. um disenfranchised or powerless which is often true but they do have their well-off people like the bundies right the bundies don't feel disenfranchised but the slightest threat to their giant fucking ego which they know is an empty bubble is enough for them to like lose their fucking shit and have an arm standoff right so yeah do you remember the picture it was like it went viral there's no way you can't picture it when you think of it when the black lives matter movement uh when those protests were really big and they were going through the streets and they went through that rich neighborhood in st louis and those two schlubby rich uh white people the their married couple were like on the porch of their mcmansion with their fucking weapons and like mustard stains on their dumb polo shirts like do you picture the two I picture it so distinctly. That was such a wild moment anyway. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's that's how I picture the wealthy people yeah. in the sovereign citizen movement is those two schlubby, dumpy idiots with their weapons thinking anybody gives a fuck about them or their McMansion. Yeah. Right. No one's worried about you. Nobody yeah. gives a fuck about you. Uh, but same for this. Right. That's when Amen. I when I think when I read about all the examples not of the poor people who got into this out of de- desperation, but of the rich people who just literally don't want to pay their taxes. I picture those yes. two jackasses. So um, part of the reason why the movement has such a propensity for violence is that these people are always getting themselves put in prison because they don't believe in lawyers. So they only represent themselves. They literally have a different idea of what the government is. So like all the dumb stuff that they file has nothing to do with reality. So it doesn't help their case at all. And they're always right. getting pulled over because they won't have a legal plate on their car. And so they're caught. And then they always have like unregistered guns in their cars. So they're constantly getting themselves put in prison for like just the dumbest shit that's so completely avoidable. But guess what they do in prison? They spread that nasty ideology. And so a lot of people get converted to this ideology in prison. And again, it, it so much overlaps with like the white power movement, um, which also like, you know, does well in prison. So um, a, a lot of the reason it gets tied up with so much violence, some of it is because of the poverty and desperation of the type of person who would get into this. But a lot of it is because so much of their growth happens in prison populations with people who have already been convicted of violent crimes. Um denominations and symbols not all sovereign citizens will call themselves such sovereign citizens may prefer to label themselves as individuals who are quote seeking the truth or living on the land these are real like code words that if people living say them, on the land they're yeah living on the oh, land oh no that's such I'm a sorry. common phrase to use it is I, that's a tough what one. do you mean like i i've said that well right. actually no i guess i say living off the land so maybe these are very specific coded phrases. Okay, they're meant I got you. To, they're meant to tell you they're a sovereign citizen. Or use other denominations such as they are a state natural or they are a natural person. Um, they are constitutionalists. <gasps> they are free men. Are you remembering people you know that call themselves this? 
I well, mm, I don't even know if I should say this, but as someone in Idaho, this is sort of like weird for me because I have definitely heard people say some of these phrases Mm -hmm. where I've like seen them shockingly in Instagram bios. Horrified Mm. to say this to you. Mm. Anyway, (laughs) they call themselves constitutionalists, free men, natural people, living people or private person. The name American State National became popular among sovereign citizens in the early 2020s and has been notably used by movement members who also adhere to QAnon ideology. The sovereign citizen movement does not have one single universally universally accepted symbol or emblem. However, sovereign citizen documents and signs often have features that can help identify their user as a member of the movement. Some of the most common ones are the use of postage stamps and thumbprints on documents. I'll explain that in a minute. It's maybe the craziest part of this. And the addition of punctuation, dashes, hyphens, colons, commas, uh, to one's name, which sovereign citizens believe have a legal effect. I'll get there. Let's see. Sovereign citizens, documents or signs such as license plates may be included, may include references to non-existent republics or to the uniform commercial code. Um, They have variations of the United States flag. That's their own flag. Um, They also. okay, I'm going to go off the script soon because uh, I have so much to tell you. Um, Yeah. So I'm going to pause from the script here. Oh, hang on. Nope. I'm going to tell you one more thing that's written down. This one is from the Southern Poverty Law Center. Okay. Okay. Um, Sorry. There's so much. The movement has no defining text, established doctrine, or centralized leadership. Uh, There are, however, common themes generally implying that the legitimate government and legal system have been somehow replaced and that the current authorities are devoid of any legitimacy. That is the core belief. That, okay. So they're not going, hey, government, I'm mad and you're not the boss of me. They actually genuinely believe that they have watched like a Nicolas Cage movie and they have figured out the secrets of the government. And the secret is that our installed government is not a legitimate government and they genuinely have no authority or power. Okay. So they, wow. they really do believe that. That's, that's a real belief that they hold. Um, so they're not like you're not my mom. They're like, no, you literally aren't my mom. You have been replaced with a pod person. Wow. Okay. And so they've got the simulation thing that they are into. Cause I well, hear that a lot. Like everybody else is a simulation. They do or whatever. believe that, uh. that many of them are very into the concept of lizard people. That's oh, a yeah. real part of this. Yeah. yeah. Q, um, and, Q and lizard people are just best friends. Bestie, bestie, besties. The movement theories include numerous influences from a variety of sources some of them decades old, resulting in a narrative of American history that is often confusing and incoherent. Uh, They reinterpret the Constitution of the United States through selective reading of law dictionaries, notably an obsolete version of Black's Law Dictionary. So they they are constantly suing people. Um, They do what is referred to by police as uh, paper terrorism. So like I said, they'll they'll constantly put in lawsuits or not uh, like legal statements saying like Amarin's house is my house. Amarin's car is my car um, mm-hmm. because she loaned it to me to get milk and now it's my car. Um, but they'll, they'll, but then the court has to go through it and deal with the filing and blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's always thrown out and it's always stupid, but it takes a lot of time and resources, but they'll, they don't have jobs. So they just do this. They just sit at home and crank out just hundreds and hundreds of pages of legal 
words, all of which they draw. So they all use Black's Law Dictionary, which is an obsolete version of the law, but they it is their Bible and they <laughs> use it like it's it's the, the canonical book that they all draw from for all of their definitions of the weird words that they use and the weird law stuff that they file. Um, I heard one lawyer refer to it as Argle Blargle. That's Argle because all Love. of their stuff is like comes here now in the year of our Lord 2023, the free man known as bloody blah. And it's like that's but they believe that when they write like that, they're superseding the court system and they're saying a, a, like a magical mm. string of words that means a different thing. And I'll go ahead and jump the gun here and tell you the reason that they often sign their documents with a postage stamp is that they believe that in the late 1700s, the government of America disbanded shortly after uh, originating and oh. reorganized as a postal office. And oh. so legally the highest uh governmental official in the land is the postmaster general not the, oh. pres the the president's nobody the congress is nobody the state reps are nobody the governors are nobody there is uh the postmaster general because the united states is legally a yep. post office mm -hmm. and so the post office the postmaster general is the head of that therefore the king of the land and the only other people who have legal standing are their local sheriffs, which is why they often call themselves state nationals. Like yes. they'll recognize their town, but not their country. It's it's a question of object permanence, I think, <laughs> which they have this not is, achieved. This is great. What I love, <laughs> what, one thing I have to interject with because it's become incredibly personal for me is that this fact is not surprising to me. I'm actually mm -hmm. very familiar with this train of thought. My grandfather fully believed that the Postmaster General was the highest authority in the state. This is not a joke. He was not associated with this movement um in any way which is strange however he also was a this must have spread into different communities um because he was definitely like ah uh, i don't know he's passed on that's why i say was but he mm -hmm. was definitely like involved in in some of this anti-government kind of mindset thinking which is not uncommon in southwest missouri of course um, yeah at all that being said he was definitely not involved in any extremist groups um he just somehow also got this idea into his mind and fully believed it talked to me about it a couple of times uh also thought that there was this point in history where this happened and that he was just kind of national treasure like inside on the information right and i always thought right. it was just really quirky and odd because that's just yes! how he was he had yeah. tons of things like that that he would just be like and they didn't have any kind of like seedy backside he would just be like and that's why it's important that we respect uh, our postal workers. And I'm like, what? Great. No, you know, like, what are you talking about? Um, but yeah, anyway, at least for a time, my granddaddy believed this. I don't know if he took it with him to the end, but he did. <laughs> I would. I also called my grandfather granddaddy and I would assume he believed exactly the same thing. But of given course, the, given the crazy <laughs> Unabomber red pen things, he used to scrawl all over the daily newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Okay. Perfect amount of unhinge. But I did just kind of want to call out randomly here that like, I think that straight up and I'd be interested in if any of the listeners have similar thoughts or stories that they could share. But straight up, I think that this weird little ideology has spread from whether it started here or not, it kind of sounds like it did, has spread around to other places as well and has become freestanding Darwin style and it grew legs. It grew legs. Well, Amarin, you've come to the crux of why we talk about cults we wouldn't join. Because oh, it is true. What yeah. you are desc describing is 
a million percent, no questions asked, sovereign citizen ideology that your grandfather bumped into and grabbed onto because absolutely he was talking to some other anti-government types. And, you know, that's how I also have been exposed to many of these weird words in my weird little church who absolutely would have been affiliated with sovereign citizens. Probably Actually. people in my church would have called themselves that. I'm sure they would. Um, uh, and now I see them on Facebook and they're fucking queuing on people. So it's a real disappointment to me. But um, but but I say that to say. I think that's so important for you to be able, I understand you've lived your whole life not realizing that what your grandfather was saying to you was a link to an actual like culty group. But I think it's really important to know that, to contextualize it, to not go like up until this moment, you were like, here's a wacky thing about my granddad. But when you can go No, it wasn't a wacky thing about my granddad. It was a very specific thing that he learned having been exposed to a cult member at some point. Yeah. And and this is their ideology. I know who started it. I know where it came from. I know what the surrounding context is. And I know that that is how my grandfather bumped into it. That tells you a different, you now know your grandfather better. And I think that's worthwhile. Um, And I think it's worthwhile. You know, again, if like Bubba on the street at Sonic told you this. I think it's just as valid to for you to be able to go like it's fine if you don't know and you walk away and go like, hey, that wackage you just told me that like postage stamps yes. are the most official way to sign a document postage stamps. But yes, if you can yes. go like, oh, you're a sovereign citizen member and you also think this and this and this. I think that's um, a richer level of life. You're understanding the context around you better. It's true. It's very true. And I um yeah, I love it. I love that it is a connection that we've made. And I also would like to through line connect it before we move on to the other end, which is that if you look up anything about this conspiracy, just to just to clarify for all of you, there is there is no grounding whatsoever. And uh, it has been debunked by the U.S. government multiple times. I think <laughs> if you look it up, literally the first site, I'm pretty sure I didn't do it yet, but I'm pretty sure if you look this up, because obviously I have. I was shared with me. Um, I'm pretty sure the first thing is like quick facts to debunk this thought um, from (laughs) the U.S. government itself. So just a funny little tidbit there. But yeah, it's crazy how stories and ideas spread. That's why we that's why these conversations are so important, like you were saying, because they it's important to know where information is coming from. And it could have been so easy for me to pick up on an idea that someone that I was close to shared with me and just be like, Maybe that's true. Not this one, because this one was pretty outlandish, but it's easy to do things like that. So it's interesting and a great point. I'm ready now to buckle back into the ride with my arms and legs inside the vehicle. Okay, okay, okay. Um, So um, I'm just about done telling you about their ideology. So uh, they're sovereign citizens. They believe in like they're very into magical thinking. If I say the right combination of words in this or that document, then I can supersede the laws and I can I can live a life of my dreams and I don't have to pay taxes or I don't have to whatever. Right. So one thing that they like to do is what they call a chargeback. So when they get a bill in the mail for like their fucking cable, they just write on it like I'm a sovereign citizen. I'm not like attached to the laws of the of that you're attached to. So I don't have to pay this bill. And then they send it back. But they like, you know, sign it with a postage stamp or like or a red signature because there's actually a lot of occultism tied up in the in the base level of this. Um, They're really into like the oh, what's the old man cult? Um, I don't know which old man cult. It's like the Illuminati, like all the like uh, 
gosh, I'll think of it. It's a really common name. I'll think of it anyway. Um, so, but, but they, there's a lot of, occult based beliefs at the base of this. So they believe that actually signing something with blood like makes it much more Uh, legal. And they also water that down to just using red ink a lot. (laughs) Or a thumbprint either in red ink or in blood, depending on how dramatic the depending on whether that person's written a manifesto, I think is a sweet. Yes. Um, Love that. (laughs) So um okay, so here's another one of their big beliefs. And this one is is I think the biggest and maybe the hardest to wrap your head around. So here we go. So sovereigns stake their lives and livelihoods on the idea that U.S. judges and lawyers whom they believe are foreign agents. So they believe that all all lawyers and and judges are foreign agents, um, that all of those people know about the hidden government takeover. Right. That. okay, That happened way back when. Uh, right. But argue against it, denying the sovereign's legal motions and filings out of treasonous loyalty to hidden and malevolent government forces. So my. Yeah. So, you know, when you see like the fancy American flag with the gold tassels around the edges of it. Yes. They believe that that's a way that these people get away with not having a real American flag. So yet again, like they're not really functioning as an American government because they are they're using a not real American flag with gold tassels to oh, like oh it's a very fine these people are all about the doubles and the details you yes know? that's their it's whole, the very whole specific wording it's the very specific flag decorations and if you're paying attention right you would know it genuinely yes. i know that timeline wise this does not check out but the vibe is genuinely like they watched national treasure and got really carried away no, it does check out. Like that really boy that could have happened. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, they, they that it's clear. Let me say yeah. it's evident to the outside viewer. Okay, they were like, "Yes, Nicholas Cage is all of us." So, Go off, Nicholas. Yeah. And who's all right. to say he's not? Although I preferred Raising Arizona. <laughs> oh gosh, what a film! So good. <laughs> so good i'm gonna make solace watch it um okay so here's the big this is the one that i get stuck in it's hard to wrap your head around so stick with me okay okay so they believe that the u.s government when it sold itself out to so like way back when the u.s government folded and basically became a post office they also sold itself out to whoever they were in debt to which is like the rothschilds or like you know the the illuminati essentially The the, the big baddies yeah, the rich, rich, rich people, the U.S. government yes. sold out to them a long time ago. So they actually own and run the government and everybody out in it, the lawyers, the judges, the, obviously the government officials, they all know that this is like a fake thing that they're just doing and that in reality, we're all owned by the Illuminati. But mm-hmm. but sovereign citizens believe that we are literally owned by the Illuminati because they believe that when the government sold us, the contract said that they sell our citizenry as slaves to the <laughs> Illuminati, um, mm. which they may or may not use the term Illum- Illuminati, but it's basically like the shadowy rich guys, right? Yeah, um, the, those guys. Mm-hmm. The shadowy rich guys. So <clears throat> they believe that we were, as citizenry, ongoing forever, sold as chattel to the um, to the shadowy rich guys. So it says okay. here, pledged its citizenry as collateral by selling their future earning capabilities to foreign investors, effectively enslaving all Americans. 
this sale, sovereign citizens claim, takes place at birth with the issuance of a birth certificate and the hospital advice to apply for a social security number for the baby. Sovereigns say that the government then uses that birth certificate to set up a corporate trust in the baby's name, a secret U.S. Treasury account that it funds with amounts ranging from $600,000 to $20 million, depending on the particular variant of the sovereign belief system. Um, So every newborn's rights are split between those held by the flesh and blood baby and the ones assigned to his or her corporate shell account. Ah, so I'm following everything and I'm not struggling to understand a word Um, right there. This was hard for me. (laughs) I'm I'm totally kidding. It's the strangest (laughs) thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that's truly very odd. I will say remnants. Uh, similar things, again, not unfamiliar to me. Some of this is uh-huh. because I know that uh-huh. a lot of this came out during the Trump presidency and was associated with the rise and the fall of uh, former President Donald J. Trump. Um, and I read a lot about that at the time. I did uh-huh. a lot of research. So I know that some of this is coming up because of that, but it is not unfamiliar to me. It is still very hard for me to totally understand uh, being even a smart woman. I'm not totally sure what their entire belief system is. And I think that part of that, Jesse, and I hate to be this judgmental on a Sunday, uh, but I think that part of that is because it's not very smart. Yes, I agree with you. I also yeah. believe that this is by design because the three smart people involved in this whole thing were like, mm. "This is let's keep it vague and confusing and then right. these lemmings will just keep following us around for fucking We've ever. We've certainly seen that tactic before here on Colts I Join. Certainly, certainly we have. Um, So here, all right, get ready to get a little bit more confused. They falsely Uh attribute this. Okay, so on a birth certificate, your name is in all capital letters. I don't know why. That's just how the legal document works, blah, blah, blah. So they falsely attribute this all capital letter version of your name to be your corporate shell identity, also called in their movement as a straw man. I mean, it's Mm. not their word, but that's what they call it. Um, while your name with capital first letters and lowercase rest of the letters um, is your real flesh and blood name. So they so believe caps that changes it. Yes, because oh. this is magical thinking, right? If you just write it yep. the right secret way, then you're absolved just from all that the... into it. It is literally just the most detailed group we've ever talked about. They care yeah. so much. Okay. So as the child grows older, most of his legal documents will utilize capital letters, which means that his state issued driver's license, marriage license, car registration, criminal court records, cable TV bill and correspondence from the IRS all will pertain to his corporate shell identity, not his real sovereign identity. But of course not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that is so. So everything stems from that core belief. Right. So when they go, I'm a sovereign citizen, my name isn't. John Doe, my name is John Doe. Yes. Right, lowercase letters. And Whisper so it. I don't have to pay for the cable service you provided me. You <laughs> should keep giving me cable, but I shouldn't yes. have to pay you because I, a flesh and blood citizen, am enjoying the cable, but you made a contract with my straw man who I don't right. personally identify with. I have broken with him. So, uh, because of that, a lot of people will, in fact, change their names and refer to the, themselves as, you know, bloody blah free man or bloody blah, you know, state national. Um, so all of that said, <laughs> um, they 
that's their core belief system. And so that's how they approach everything in life is like, I, I don't have to do any of these things when they get pulled over the license, you know, they, the police says, you know, let me see your license and registration. They say, I'm not. So again, the law requires that if you're going to be driving a car, you have to have a driver's license. So they will say, I'm not driving a car. I'm operating a motor vehicle. Um, and driving implies that I'm doing it for some commercial reason, which it doesn't, but that's what they say. And, but I'm not. I'm just driving and I'm a free person. And so therefore, I yeah. I am not driving. I am operating a vehicle. So you can't do anything to me. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That's it's a technicality I got you there on. These guys remind me of the dudes I knew in college and high school who are big on the devil's advocate thing. And they'd mm-hmm. be like oh wait and then like you get into it and they'd be like well i got you there because actually something recently i feel like they've been saying ad hominem they'll be like oh that's ad hominem and then i'll be like bitch it's not ad hominem if i meant to attack you and that was the point (laughs) it's not beside the point if the point was that you're an idiot anyway (laughs) they didn't say that they understood it they said i've used a big word bow down Um, yes please be humbled a word. Yes, <laughs> Latin roots don't shake me. So here's another here's another interesting thing about uh, the sovereign citizens, because they are, as we just described, uh, rather a disparate group of people. They have leaders who all have different theologies on all the little tediums that make something magically work for you and not right. So what they call their this is so strange to me. They call their leaders gurus. So. It's strange to me because that's there's such an American ideology, but guru is such a not American word that it's odd to me that that's what they picked for their leader names. But they have these things, these people they call gurus and the gurus are the people who kind of rise in the ranks and like get a following around them and go like, I think sovereign, I think we sign it with sideways postage stamps. And then the other guru goes, no, we sign it with real blood. Then the other guru goes like, no, I'm not even doing the postal stamp thing. I think the sheriff is the king. And so, and so each little group has a slightly different ideology. And then within their groups, they get real mad at each other and fight about, this is how we talked about like the Amish who don't speak to each other because one of the groups smokes and one of the groups doesn't. And so they'll have a blood feud for the next 50 years. That's the same with with these people. But it's all like in the tedium of whatever their magical thinking is. Right. Ah, Yes. The president Ah, is a lizard person. No, the president isn't a lizard. He's an octopus. And, you know, so like (laughs) they're agreeing that he is, you know, like not human, but they're not they can't settle on whether he's a lizard or an octopus, whatever. So um, so they, there's a lot of infighting in between them because of this. But what gurus do is you basically become a guru if you're so committed to not having a job that you've decided you're going to go around the country shilling your own ideology and you always have a get rich quick uh, set of papers. So every guru has their own thing that they sell online and it's their their stack of legal documents that that separate you from your straw man. And they each ah, have yes. their own different idea of what the Argle Blargle is to get to that. Right. So they're all they're all very like, come hence in the year of our Lord of blah, blah. But they all have their own little weird uh, Argle Blargle legal terms to get them to it. None of it amounts to anything. None of it fucking works. But that's how they make their livings is by right. being their own guru in this group. So they will also 
they will also convene their own courts, which they do a lot. So they will convene their literally a whole sovereign citizen court, right? And somebody like a guru will be a judge and and they'll bring other people in that are like big sovereign citizen people and they'll be the jury and they'll hold trials for like President Biden, who they sentenced to death, right? Like yes. they'll hold trials and, or they'll say like, well, so-and-so owes you $500 million and they always deal in like ridiculous amounts of money. One million dollars. So, yes. So, but they'll sue people who have nothing to do with like a neighbor they're mad at for $500 million. And the sovereign citizen court, which is like their buddy Joe up the road and whoever else, will sentence the other person like, yes, they owe you $5 million. And then they're like, Bam, bitch. Here's your citation from my court. You owe me $5 million. You'll note oh I signed my. it with a stamp. So I'll need that post haste. Give it to me right away, please. Yeah. Mm. And they will they will sentence real judges and lawyers to death if they didn't like, like, you know, that they made them get a dog license or whatever it is. So, yeah. So that wow. is, those are the sovereign citizens. Wow. What a group they are. Very mm -hmm. particular people. Very particular people. They're very, very interesting. I'll read you just a little. Um, so I have the Sovereign Citizen Bingo game here. This is something that police put out to each other just to like entertain themselves for when they do, in fact, stop a sovereign citizen person. So <laughs> I'll read you a couple of the uh, the squares here. Magna okay. Carta, uh, Rule and Run. Some of these terms, these are all terms that they use a lot. We didn't get to all of them here. Let's see. Free Man, uh, Black's Law Dictionary. Great. Uh, that's not my name. That's um, not my name. <laughs> straw man. Um, let's see. Oh, injury in fact is a big one for them because they believe that they if if nobody appears to be a victim to them, then no crime has been committed. It's like if you rob all the money from a bank but nobody got hurt, then no crime has been committed. Oh, okay. Again, yeah. I could get behind that one, but that's a big thing to them. So injury in fact. There's no injury in fact. So like I'm off on my way now. Thank you, officer. <laughs> I see. Yeah. No injury, officer. I'll be on my yeah. way, in fact. Yeah. Oh, collateral right. slavery. That's a favorite one. So Ooh, that's not as fun. I don't oh, like hang that on. as much. Hang on. God's law. Oh, because they God's all law. claim that they're obeying God's law. Right. This is Well, naturally. Yeah. yeah. God's law. Most important law you got to obey. So those yeah. are the sovereign citizens. So I, wow. I had a little game that I thought it might be fun for us to play. So yes. our game for if we decide to be sovereign citizens is this, Amarin, um, yeah. because they basically pick out which laws they don't want to adhere to. And then they're yeah. like, well, I'm a sovereign citizen, so I don't have to obey this law. So yep. if you were going to be a sovereign citizen, what what would you free yourself from? Most of them free themselves from paying taxes. Um, pretty Pretty convenient one. Yeah, I do and like of course, that from one. Any kind of like legal tedium, like a pet license, they'll they'll shoot you down for that one. But none of that. Yeah, I would say I would say like yeah, I like don't want to pay to camp anymore. You know, it's my oh, land. Oh, that's yes, on public land. Actually, this one. <laughs> uh oh, this one maybe is a little too hot. I like this one, but listeners, yeah, like, listen to like Amarin descend into this party. She's just she's into madness into over here. I'm sure there's a group that's more aligned with my personal values that also is like, fuck 
the law, you know, like <laughs> I think I can find this group. In fact, maybe the Rainbow Family of Living Light is close to what I'm, we're talking about here. But um, no, I I would probably like to ignore that law. I think I would probably like to ignore like speed limits, just like mm. just like not to speed around like a crazy person, just mm-hmm. so that I could like use my own best judgment if I want to go way faster or way slower mm-hmm. i do that that's probably my big two and then maybe i wouldn't pay rent just because I, I don't want say, to i would i would null and void my mortgage yeah and i yeah, mortgages could go i don't want to be a dick i wouldn't actually do this because my neighbor's really nice but i have a neighbor on one side who like you know doesn't use her yard as much as i use my yard and so i might um like stake claim to her house because i've always thought it would be so nice to also yeah. own her house so my friends could stay there and i could get a pool <laughs> it's my so i like that enough. too for my sake yeah i like that as a, one of your friends i think you should yeah. consider it um yeah, I think those are great options. I definitely think that selective law following is that is appealing. That certainly has its its interest to me. That mm-hmm. alone. Well, all you have to do, you didn't know this, but get ready. All you have to okay. do is just lowercase your name. Oh, yeah. And declare that you are under God's law. Okay. And continue okay. being pretty pale. Well, at least one of those things I have locked down. I have really the complexion I think is here to stay, but it wouldn't hurt if you went blonde. You know, I did once and I could mm-hmm. do it again. Uh, but I, I probably won't now that you've said this. Um, just just because of the association. <laughs> no. It would also help to be rich if you could get that in there. So many things would be helped if I was rich. I'm really yeah. working on it. I am it's going poorly, but I'll let you know if I find any hacks anytime soon. So you if if we could exempt ourselves from laws you would speed or drive really slow and i would steal my neighbor's house (laughs) we've both gone immediately down a bad path we are not really up to any good i would say i yeah i consider just being like i illicit drugs all of them legal um Mm. so that that could be oh that's a nice one i like that I think that might be fun. No illicit drugs. Decriminalizing would be really well. You know, abortions for everyone. <laughs> yeah, see that's that one. I'm a big one on. Um, yeah, so I do feel. I do definitely feel that but there this, are some good ones. This isn't now. We're not being sovereign citizens. Now we're being anarchists because we're thinking about yep. other people. When we were stealing our neighbor's house and speeding, we were being sovereign citizens. Yeah, we need to keep it a little bit more just on micro self. Yeah. Okay. A little more personal. Give me one more like selfish thing you would do if you could bend the law. Oh, I already know mine. You you go. Uh oh. Maybe you need to go. I haven't thought of mine yet. Go ahead. Okay. I'd go naked everywhere. Solace has already picked up on the fact that like it fills me with almost a blind rage every time I see a man out without a shirt on enjoying the weather. I want to just claw his face off because I'm like, congratulations. I go to fucking jail. And guess what? I like the sun too. I do too. Yep, that is such a good one. That I'd is such a good one. Being naked is a big plus. Um, yeah, I unfortunately am not coming up with any more selfish ones. I'm a little too anarchist, I think. Everything I thought of was like helpful to the community in some way, which is not good. Stop um, it. I know. I'm having a really tough time. I maybe will make illicit drugs my second one. Uh, we'll just no. 
Um, probably. No. Would See, you adopt I, a wolf? Maybe like break the pet laws? Oh, I could adopt maybe not a wolf because I'm certainly not equipped, but I maybe would adopt like a raccoon or maybe like a family of squirrels, something I shouldn't have for sure. I don't no, think you're supposed to do that here. No self-respecting sovereign citizen asks themselves if they're equipped before they make a decision. Gosh, dang it. You're right. I would adopt a wolf. I have no thought. Only wolf only is the wolf. answer. Only alpha wolf is my thought. And yeah, wolf dog. That's where we're going with this. Okay. Okay. Straight wolf dog um, or lion, you know, just <laughs> round it out. What would you do? Listeners, we would love to listen. Get on the Facebook page. It's called Side Join. Hop on there. Let us know. We always put a post of what the, the, uh, group is that we're talking about this week so when we put up this post which you'll see because it'll be out before we put out the pod let us know on that thread what you would do if you became a sovereign citizen and decided laws don't apply to you what's your thing we want to know we need to know like i would love to stop paying sales tax because i have to save up for it every year and it's like a couple thousand dollars and i hate paying it it's pretty awful but that, but then immediately my brain is like, yeah, Jesse, that's how you have fucking public schools and roads that work and fire departments. So like, yeah, I am going to pay my sales tax. But that's not sovereign citizency of me. No, it's not. No, so, it's not. I'll work mm-hmm. on it. I'll work on it and get back to you. But definitely commandeer my neighbor's yard. And then I would co- listen. Here's what I would do. And I'm sorry, this is this is getting me into anarchist territory again. But okay, I do All want right. my neighbor's yard and house for my own selfish purposes. But there's uh, another person on the street who like yelled at a trans person in our neighborhood. So oh. I would then kick them out of their house and give that to my neighbor because I don't want to unhouse her. Perfect. So like sort of like a musical chairs swap around where you yeah. win, but also the neighborhood maintains some balance. Yeah. Good. Yeah. See, that's mainly beneficial for you. I think we can twist that to be a selfish motive. And that's me holding hands with both the extremes at the far end of the spectrum, which is where I live my life. Yes. Yes. Okay. Amron, uh, any questions or thoughts about about, uh, the sovereign citizens? Are you joining? No. Let me give you... Gosh, let me give you some really fast, some fast ratings because this one's not as this one doesn't fit as nicely into the ratings and we've already gone on for a while. So I don't feel like we need to make such an ado out of it. But I would say aesthetically low rating, very low. Um, Unfortunately, the areas that they're doing this stuff in, I'm a huge fan of. I have to give them like one tiny nod Mm -hmm. for having good taste only in geography. Unfortunately, yeah. I know that had nothing to do with their decision making. That yeah, it's said, not about aesthetics, but yeah, lucked into it. That there was cool aesthetically. Clothing wise, uh, from what I've seen, from what I know, and from what I've surmised, no, 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 no. Uh, one out of ten aesthetics. The one is just for accidental location. Um, I would say on the craziness, zaniosity, wild cultiness scale. Um, whatever that wild category is, they're going to go pretty high. I think these people are pretty, pretty wackadooey. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. give them a nine. I oh, think wow. the postmaster general thing is really out there. I think yeah. that these people go really far with some of these beliefs. I don't, we didn't have time to get into it today, but like I remember some of the rhetoric that came out of this group around like Joe Biden after Joe Biden, yes. pre- president Joe Biden's election. Um, yes. And they talked about him being like basically a meat puppet and definitely not a real person, definitely a lizard person. Um, and the way that they spoke about him and the way that they were able to turn off their brains and totally mo- make a monster out of this random old man that became the president. 
accident was genuinely horrifying and I it scared me a little bit. So I'm giving them the nine out of fear mm-hmm. and acknowledgement. Um, and then, gosh, what's our last... What's our last category? Have I already gone I think gone that was sale? it. I think it's just aesthetic two. and wackadooiness and then would we join? I think those are And then would we would join. Yeah. I yeah. know. Uh, no, 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 no. It doesn't really get me on any single level. I don't have enough. I'm not trying to flex, but I don't have enough selfish law-breaking desires to really get anything out of this group. I, um, I like wearing my seatbelt. I like having insurance um, for my car. I really do. Yeah. It's so convenient when, when dum-dums, you know, hit me on the bumper. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I love it all. And also, and I know I've said this about other groups before, but like I, as someone with depression and anxiety simply cannot fathom the idea that I am important enough. Me just Amron link important <laughs> enough that the government has a whole bank account about me set. They're contributing millions of dollars, Jesse. I, that's really <laughs> hard for me to imagine just about little old me Sometimes it's hard for me to imagine that my friends like me. <laughs> That's my final take. Well, now I think you're very important. And can, oh, but consider, you. you know, we won't delve all the way back in, but consider, you know, anytime you're joining a cult, but especially like a radical end times kind of cult, uh, you are wanting to feel grandiose about yourself. And how grandiose is it that the government is, is, already they've contracted you out and you're worth 20 million dollars you know like you're so important they want you so bad but you're too smart for them like yes i guess that would contribute to my anxiety i want to feel like maybe i'm not on the radar of the government at all is where i want to be so that's how i want to view life so fair yep okay that's fair so jesse let's get the official answer thoughts reactions ratings my ratings mirror yours. I think there are one on the aesthetic. The aesthetic is just like anything from like fatigues to sweatpants to like mustard stained polo shirts, it seems like. So I'm not not a big fan of that. Um, I do like the Bundy family's uh, gigantic um, cowboy hats that they wear. But I also mm. know those are really, really expensive, which is why they're wearing them. So I can't access them anyway. So I'm not worried about it. Um, yeah. Let's see. Yeah. So I would think I'd give them an eight on the wackadooiness, just one below your nine, just because like they're not zany. They don't have a lot yeah, of joy fair. de vivre, you know, so I'd like to see a little more of that from them. Uh, you have for, to have standards. For, for people who are completely free men who are beholden to nobody and without a country or a state or a sovereign, like you'd think you'd be happier. Yeah, I watched the man from Snowy River. That guy seemed happy, just out there chasing wild horses. True. I'm telling you, I just think you'd be happier than they seem to be. They seem very stressed out and angry. So, yeah, so I, I give them an eight instead of a nine because they're. I'd like a, a little more zaniosity from them. I feel like, um, but yeah, so no, real not joining the sovereign citizens. But I really appreciate getting to talk it out with you because you know both of like you recognizing something that is so specific to their ideology from something that you grew up and were exposed to is exactly why this is such an important topic and so interesting to me. Like how much of this specific group's ideology do you hear, which they know you're hearing a dog whistle, but you don't know it, right? Right. You just, it just, it, it hits you only on the surface level. So 
I really yeah. like knowing kind of the etymology of, of what people are talking about me around me. And, and now we all know. So um, I'm curious for those of you who don't live in the deep Ozarks or Idaho, how much of this has fallen into your uh, purview and experience of the world? How much have you heard some of this lingo running around? Let us know. And until then, happy culting, everybody. Happy culting. Send us your interesting stories about cults, groups, strange things, etc. Related to this, not related to this. Tell us about them. Tell us how you feel about the show. And uh, send us thousands of dollars, as we discussed. Uh, that's <laughs> our, last, our last final reasonable request. Uh, love you guys. Stay safe. Jesse Stone, lowercase. Yes. So. Oh, <laughs> lowercase, baby. <laughs> that is not going to my straw, man. No, <laughs> sir. Not to be confused with the lizard bank account. <laughs> now that I got my hat on the right way, they're not, not going to stop me. lizards. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. All right. Stay All safe right. out there, guys. Keep your eyes wide open and we'll see you next time. All right. Hey, friends. If you are loving Cold Side Join and want to help us share the fun, here are some actions you can take. Subscribe and share the show on any podcast platform. Rate and review us on Google. This keeps us visible and gives an angel its wings. Or at least that's what our guru says. Follow us at CultsideJoin on the .com, the Facebook, and the Insta. And then hit us there with all your comments, discussions, and questions. We really do love hearing what you think. Finally, a huge thank you to our co-creators. Editing and post-production is by DeverWeb. And the biggest thanks to the incomparable Miss Devin Spruill, our theme song creator and performer. You should go soak up her music right now. And that's it, y'all. Thanks for listening and happy culting.